Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Prava. This is Kyle Drew with your sneak peek at next week, episode number 706 for comics originally releasing February 1st and February 2nd. Before Drew and I get into what's coming up in your local comic book shops this coming Tuesday and Wednesday, Drew, anything fun going on in the world of comics I need to know about? Yeah, a lot of um, feedback on the selling and sorting comics uh, mm-hmm. that, I'm, that I'm doing the project. Uh, just Joe wanted to know what site I'm using uh, to sell the comics. He's got a few boxes he wants to get rid of. Um, Darren asked, uh, how do you scan the books for the site? Looks like I can manually enter them, but I don't know how the scanner works. Uh, Aaron wants to know how I'm organizing my comics. Jeff wants to know if I've got any big comics so far. Um, lots of lots of good questions. Um, it is, I'm doing it through mycomicshop.com. And I have, you go down to the bottom on the left, it says sell your comics. It's like a little sell your comics link. And then it goes into this little interface where you can manually record the comics that you have to sell. Or that you want to enter mm-hmm. into their system. And then you also have the option of using a scanner if you have a barcode scanner. And you just put, I have a USB scanner. So I try that and um, scan the ones that have barcodes. And that usually either pulls them right up or pulls the, f- the ballpark up. So like sometimes I'll scan a Batman and it will give me like uh, like that arc and i have to pick mm-hmm. which one it is um it doesn't like get the exact one for some reason or because maybe because i didn't scan it right or something or i got a cheap scanner that's quite possible um, <laughs> so, so sometimes it gets close to the right one and sometimes uh it just pulls the right one up so in my mind it saves me time it might not uh, you know if you got a, if you got big runs it's probably easy it, it is way easier to just batch them so you can just pull up uh, this Batman volume, and just you know scroll through and yeah check, check one through fifteen check check all the ones you have in the condition that you have them in, um, and then you know you enter those in, and as you're entering them in, you see if they're sought after by the my comic shop guys. So they'll tell you right there whether they want to give you anything for them and how much per each condition mm-hmm. um, and, and then w- or whether they they might might want it down the road or they might not want it for a long time because they have plenty um, so that's kind of the system I, I started with and so have you finalized yet because last I talked with you you were uh, yeah you I'd set some stuff and were waiting to see if they were going up or down yeah I, I got they've all arrived at Lone Star and they've been they're in the process of processing, and they have up to. They said that each each order will take ten business days, so I'm guessing that's Monday through Friday. So mm. uh, that puts it sometime around this week, early next week, um, based on when they when they arrived at Lone Star. So I should know next week how my my grading lines up with their grading. That's my mm-hmm. most interesting concern is um, I have comics that came straight from Diamond 
to Cowabunga, got bagged and boarded, came to my house, and I never even cracked it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it was a spec comic. And for to me, those are 9496 at the mm-hmm. floor. If you look at them, not, no broken spine, no, no bumped corners. They've, they're sealed away, pristine. Their floor has got to be 9496, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what, that's kind of what it, like, I, I'm going to be curious if any of that comes back and they're like, you know, very fine. Well, no, that, that shouldn't be very fine because <laughs> that was pretty brand new, pristine, unread near mint comic. So, um, that's my, that's my most curious concern is my grading versus their grading. Cause obviously mm-hmm. I'm probably going to lean on the side of overgrading my stuff. Yeah. You know, uh, because it, giving myself the benefit of the doubt, especially on something like, you know, a Sandman comic. That's that's a, the difference between uh, a near mint minus and a near mint is, you know, 60, 70 bucks, you know, uh, the big jump. So I definitely, you know, gonna, gonna look over that. And if I can, if I can fudge it, I'm going to be like, yeah, I think that could be a nine four and it might not. And it might not, you know? So th- those are going to be curious. Um, because like some of the comics, like you, you're asking about if there's any big money comics in there, like most of my big money comics have already been cherry picked mm-hmm. and sold via eBay long time ago. And, uh, but you know, some things have bubbled up since then, you know. So, like, Sandman got hot. Hawkeye got hot. Moon Knight got hot. So a lot of that stuff is selling really, really well. Um, and I could probably do a lot better selling them individually. But I want to try this system out. And this is, to me, it's one ship, sit back collect check um don't deal with crazy ebay buyer who says it never arrived or you know doesn't like the condition uh, matching and picks and have to deal with all that kind of crap right and you know ebay fees and stuff like that so i'm Mm -hmm. so i kind of like for this first batch i just kind of like you know whatever they they want if it feels good it's not breaking up a run. I'm gonna I'm gonna send it to them, and, and I'm just gonna see. And I'm hoping that I'll find out this week, like how I did, and and I'll definitely I'll definitely be transparent about it because I want to report out so that you guys don't go raiding your collections and start firing boxes of stuff off to them, um, and then I find out well they they're really terrible graders. And really, really, really conservative creators, which I've heard they might be. So, so we'll gotcha. see about that. Um, but yeah, there's been some there's been some very pleasant surprises of of things that have really popped, and just a lot of fun surprises that you know aren't huge money, but it's like oh, it's free comic book day that they're giving you ten dollars for it. That's mm-hmm. pretty cool, you know. You know, got they got that for nothing. 
That, that's kind of cool. Or like quarter bin stuff that that's hot and popped. Um, I was excited about that. So I'm, I'm curious when the, when that comes in, um, I'll, I'll report out some of those finds. And that's a lot of fun. Um, Aaron was asking about organizing what I was, what I was doing at first and Kyle, you tell me where I'm going wrong here, but what I was doing, <laughs> at, what I was doing at first is I would just grab a box and it's just embarrassing how bad it's gotten. Like, yeah, there's just no rhyme or reason anymore. Like, I used to be really good at, you know, having my stuff organized and, you know, like a comic shop, you know, nice and easy to find stuff and in a sensible order. But I was just pulling boxes, like, just jammed full and no rhyme or reason at all um and it's it's really depressing like i like i did not do a good job of organizing (laughs) so what i started doing was you know i would just take take a box and scan them all uh decide what i was going to sell out of there and the stuff that was left you know i would go i'm just breaking it up into my big four um i read basically DC, Marvel, Image, and everything else. Those are my big four. Mm. Those are my big four. Like, if, if you like collection, the way I read, it all kind of breaks up into force like that. And so, within each one of those subsets, within that, I would alphabetize all my DC and alphabetize all my Marvel and all my Image and then all my every other publisher would get would get alphabetized as one big conglomeration. Um, so that's that's how I was organizing it. And, and then I got about, I'm about half, I would say I'm about halfway through my collection now. And I think I want to just knock out like a full subset. So I think I'm going to take the last, the second half of the collection and I'm just going to separate all the Marvel DC image and others and whichever one is the smallest, <laughs> I'm going to just process all that, and oh, then wow. and then have it completely done. And then so I can say, okay, now all my image is completely organized, and then I can go to the other one because, like, it's just taken forever. I mean, I don't know. Was it two or three weeks ago that I started this? Mm-hmm. It feels like it. And you know, of course, I have a job, and I'm just doing this on the weekends and occasionally when I have some time in the evenings, I'll do something, but it's taking a lot of work and time and effort. So I want to get it to a point where it can be done and I can keep it that way. Mm -hmm. So I'm also like gutting my big closet back here so that it can, it can be uh, like a walk-in comic shop and out of the way but i can still access everything i'm gonna see if that works maybe not it might not i'm not sure um (laughs) but i would i would like to get to the point where i'm hoping it's image is the one that i can get done first but the other thing that's kind of happening that i'm discovering is my god i bought a lot of image my God, I I like when I was just like in love with every single series um, from like 2012 to 2016. 
I was nuts for it. Well, we missed Saga and we missed Peter Panzer Faust, and we we pledged at that point in time that wasn't going to happen to us again. <laughs> yeah, uh, but but it's been really interesting to look at some of this stuff and and then the the back half stuff that just just these weird obscure titles that like, what was what did I see in this? Why did we get this? I have no idea. <laughs> and it's been it's been really odd. Uh, and another thing I've discovered is, like, I was, you know, building these runs of these comics that I liked. You know, like, of course, like Walking Dead and Saga. And I was doing a pretty good job with those. But then there was, a, like, a lot of comic series that I would, like, have a great run. And then I was, like, for some reason I just forgot for, like, three months or four months to, mm-hmm. to buy that. And there's this huge hole in it. And I'm like trying to look then. So then I have to decide, okay, do I, do I chase those, fill in my missing, missing comics, complete that run to sell it as a complete run? And, you know, is there, is the value there then because it's complete? Like, um, like for for why the last man? I think I'm three comics away from that complete run. And of um, course, one and two are the ones that are missing. <laughs> no, I have I have those. Oh um, yeah, that combo issue. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm counting that. Um, but I have I have like a it's like a fifteen dollar issue, like four, and I have um, two others, like maybe ten and seven or something like that, that's missing. And, you know, so for less than 15, 20 bucks, I can finish this out and then sell it as a complete run. And those are, those are going for like, you know, 250, 300 bucks pretty regularly. You know, they're selling, they're selling pretty well. So that, that makes sense to me, right? I, I should probably yeah. do that. And what then I, was, I would do is one of your My Comic Shop uh, bundles that you sell do credit instead of cash and use that credit to fill in some runs. Yes. Uh, I think that's a great idea. And that's one of the things I did um, is, is I earmarked one, one box uh, just for credit um, so, because I, I thought, well, there'll be something I want there. And it mm-hmm. made us, I just didn't know how much I would want to spend um, with them, but it turns out quite a bit. That's what I was just about to say. This is going to turn into where you're spending just as much as you I can. might end up trading. I know how this, yeah. Yeah, I might end up trading a lot more. Um, and then I was looking at like Ex Machina. And Ex Machina, I was, I thought I was a lot closer than I was. And I'm, like I said, I'm only halfway through my boxes, so I might find more Ex Machina somewhere. Um, but it, it doesn't look like, um, I still have like maybe 10, 12 to finish that 50 issue run. And, you know, if you, I was looking on, you know, some of the sold runs for Ex Machina and it's not that great. You know, it's selling for 20 bucks for the whole thing complete or 30 or 40. And I'm like, well, is it really worth it to chase the, these 10? I'd have to pay 20 bucks to get. 10 of those at least um maybe a little bit more than that because they're going for at least two dollars or three dollars a piece like eh, is that even worth it just to get to that 
just to either have it or to keep it to sell. No, probably not. So I should probably just <laughs> lot sell that, you know? Yeah. And of course, like the first issue sell is, is worth a lot. So I could sell that one individually or I could sell it in a lot with a lot. No, mm. I don't know. I'm, I'm noodling over that too. These are decisions I'll make after I'm completely done processing and I know what I have. There you go. So I keep discovering like, okay, well, I'm really close on this. I didn't realize how close I was on like mind management or the massive. Mm-hmm. I should just go ahead and finish this run because then it's worth more as a whole than in pieces. And these are probably easy decisions for most of you that are organized and have and, and know exactly what you have or use like a, <laughs> a CLZ database or something and, you know, easily know what holes you have. And, you're, and I used to be so good at this, Kyle. I had like Excel spreadsheets and I'd have like a little tally sheet, <laughs> Microsoft, or, you know, like uh, Google Docs, mm-hmm. you know, and I'd track that and have that with me all the time when I was at a shop or anything. So I knew just what I was missing. Something happened. I don't know what happened in the last five years. You just five get years. too many books? It just, it just fell apart. My system fell apart. And it seems like um, it's just daunting. It's daunting. So i got to get it back to a place where I can, I know what I have, can make some smart decisions on finishing runs, chasing things, and selling, and get to a point where it's a manageable collection. Mm-hmm. Now... Long term, how many comics do I really want? I don't know yet. I don't know. I think I want hundreds of comics and not thousands and thousands of comics. I think <laughs> it, it makes sense for me to keep. Then you no longer want to speculate. Hmm. Well, could I? But could I speculate in a way? Nope. <laughs> didn't let me finish. It didn't matter. Could I speculate in a way that? Nope. I don't hold for a long time. No. Well, yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. I can't do short term spec. It's not worth no. it. Nope. Gotcha. To an extent, there's a few things that you can hope to hit the hot, but you're going to have most of the stuff you're going to wait for the longs and the movies and the tail ends and stuff. Yeah. You got to buy and hold, buy and hold, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Anyways. I appreciate all the feedback. I'll answer as much as I can, either on the Slack channel or Twitter or whatever. Anytime you guys have questions, but um, I'll know more next week. I'm, I'm hoping next week I'll, I'll have uh, some of the first uh, checks come in or communications via how much they're going to be and the altering of grades and, and how that goes. And I'll share that with you um, because I know there's been some interest in other people that want to sell some of their collection as well. And I really don't want to steer you down that path if it's if it's not good a good choice. Um, I think it's going to be a good choice for me, but we'll see. We will see. Um, so next week's podcast could be just a bunch of expletives and the worst <laughs> thing ever. And... Those sons of beaners. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Dang them. Yeah, uh, we'll see. I, I hope it's I hope it's way better than that. <laughs> and in the meantime, Kyle, uh, orders have finished up. It's um, time for new previews already. Yeah. Uh, we've got the DC February previews out already. That's Is right. That... February 2022, the shortest of all months soliciting comics that go on sale April 2022. 
and there's already scuttlebutt over all kinds of fun stuff. And yeah, we've got a, the cover is Flashpoint Beyond. So Flashpoint Batman searches for answers in a world that shouldn't exist. Right there on the cover, mm-hmm. looks kind of interesting. Um, what's what's some of the scuttlebutt, Kyle? Tell me. We'll, we'll we'll get there and we'll okay, chat we'll with there. it as we go. I mean, once we hit, it's it's all around this Justice League cover okay. and what, what's going on in the Justice League. But we've got a couple dozen pages before we get into that, really. So we'll just start at the the, the top, and when we get to that, we'll we'll deal with it in stride. Yeah, it looks like we're do, we're dealing with a uh, uh, Shadow War uh, continuing in Batman one twenty two. We've got some connecting covers. Uh, they're all one in twenty five, so you've got to spend a significant amount of dollars to connect those three covers, which are nice. Mm. Um, don't know. Looks one. like we got Razago, we got Talia, and we've got uh, the Hand. A bunch of that stuff on that cover, so that's pretty cool. Yes, but yeah, it looks like the one in twenty five. We've got a Deathstroke one, a Batman one, and a Robin one. So, for all the different Shadow War stuff. Yeah. And then uh, Deathstroke 8 is, is part of that Shadow War, I guess, as well. So, mm-hmm. I haven't been reading that at all. I am reading the Batman series, so kind of, I'll make, have to make a decision on whether I need to jump over there to read that or just sit it out entirely or just read the Batman and try to piece the things together. I don't know. There you go. And, of course, Robin 13 being the third part of that and the Shadow War Part 4 there. Um, but the cover that jumps out to me on that one is the other variant cover there. It looks like a, a Crystal Coon cover there to the right. Um, that is really cool. The one that's in three segments? Yeah, the three-parters. That uh, I think is that, that's uh, the best cover of all of them, I think, in my mind. I like it very much. And Crystal Coon, is that a name that you recognize? No. Okay, me neither. So, that's cool. But it's uh, probably going to be on my list of uh, some of these people whose covers I continuously drool over because uh, it's stylistic, yeah. it's neat, it's a well, cool way to do well, it. Well, I'd be curious too, since it's listed as just a variant and not a 1 in 25, is that just the yeah, cardstock? Yeah. It, it's not even. I was gonna say it doesn't even say cardstock or anything on it. So who knows? Yeah, you will have to see. Uh, we're getting uh, Batman Beyond Neo Year number one. Uh, did you ever read a lot of uh, Batman Beyond? No, I, I'm familiar with Terry McGinnis, and uh, you know I enjoyed a few of the animated series thing. I think I read one version of some stuff from it. Um, but being a Nightwing guy, I I, I didn't stick as hard with it. Yeah, I've always thought it was weird. But I, I'm not a future guy. I don't like future, yeah. unless it's post-apocalyptic. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So, future state was a big mess for you. I mean, I had I had characters that I could grasp onto a little bit more, so it wasn't as difficult. But for the most part, that's not where you're going to get me to follow. Gotcha. I, yeah, I'm not never really connected with Batman Beyond, so no, it's not going to pull me in. 
in Batman Killing Time number two, this Tom King book, question is who is the terrifying new villain called the help? The help. The huh. help. And I wonder if it was in the first issue or if we're seeing him for the first time in this issue, but either way, we should probably have that. The help. What happens when you call DoorDash and nobody shows up? <laughs> In uh, Detective Comics 1059, it's the Riddler returns in the start of an all new story arc, but more importantly, it features the enhanced cover with a fifth collar neon green effect. The fifth collar, Kyle. I was under the impression there were far more than uh, five collars. I guess in the four-collar printing process, this is a fifth-collar effect. Ooh. So, it means something to somebody. Is that like, instead of 3D, 4D? It just looks like... Uh, it looks awful but to yeah, me. I don't get it. But is it glow? Just Or is it just a, a neon that... I don't know. Uh, it's not great. I mean, this this is, you know, we had the foil. Now we have the whatever this is. Whatever this I'm, is, it's just so it just seems like out of place. Like it just dominates the the center of the cover, and I'm not really sure. Well, now that I see it's a Riddler storyline, it makes a little bit more sense. Yeah, I, I guess we'll see it in print. And see if mm-hmm. it makes, makes a difference. Well, not if you don't buy it, you won't. Yeah, that's true. that's true. If you're so turned off by this. Uh, we got World Finest number two. Interesting. Let's see how that goes. Beyond White Knight. Number two. Sean Murphy. If you've been doing those, you're already looking forward to this. Then we start talking about Flashpoint. Flashpoint, 10th anniversary. Flashpoint Beyond Zero. Is in the Flashpoint is, Beyond Zero. And Jeff Johns is doing the writing on this. And uh, Eduardo Riso on art. The world of Flashpoint returns after sacrificing everything to help the Flash put the universe back together and save Bruce Wayne's life. Thomas Wayne wakes up in a world he thought was no more. Forced to don the cow once again, Batman prowls the streets of Gotham, searching for answers to how this world still exists, but what he starts to uncover will send him hurtling around the globe. The hunt for the clockwork killer starts here. Um, Sounds interesting, I think. Mm, The clockwork killer, eh? Yeah, so we've got got top-notch team, um, Jeff Johns did the original Flashpoint, which mm-hmm. led right into New 52, um, and well thought of, well regarded. Mm-hmm. So I think this has a lot of potential to be great. There you go. What was the last thing that Jeff Johns did that we really liked? It was I really liked his Aquaman run. Yeah, but he also did that. What was the DC re- was it Rebirth? 
He was in, he was part of the launch of that, yeah. Yeah, it might have been the rebirth. Which I kind of, yeah, I kind of like rebirth. So there's Flashpoint Beyond Zero, and then we have Flashpoint Beyond One as well. So this is a bi-weekly? Well, it's on sale April 19th, and the other one is on sale 4-5, so yeah. Yeah, it looks like every couple of weeks. So we got three months of this because we got a six-issue series. Six bucks, please. That's not horrid. <coughs> I'm excited to see what the uh, variant cover by Zermonico is. Just because it seems like a man named Zermonico probably writes a dope, does a dope cover. <laughs> yeah, he'd have to. Oh, he's doing the art for the whole thing, so never mind. He's the the, the internals here as well. Yeah. Uh, the Flash, the fastest man alive, number one. Uh, they're saying, read the prelude to the hotly anticipated blockbuster. So, what is, what is the... Flash, the fastest man in live, the prelude to. Is it the prelude to... Well, it's at the end of the month. It comes out at the end of the month, so... Mm-hmm. It must be uh, another Flash relaunch or something that's coming after that. Is that how you read that? Sure. Not enough information for me. Uh, so, so this, uh, so we're looking at the the twenty twenty two Flash movie. Oh, that blockbuster! Gotcha. Well, that yeah, and that one's not expected till November of twenty twenty two. So it, it it seems like we're six months away from that tying in necessarily. Or is is Batman? Batman's in April, right? Yes. Batman's in April, so that could be exactly what it is, Doug. Okay. Or no, it's in March. It's in March. Okay. So it's not mm-hmm. it's not a prelude to that, then. So it may be spinning out of that. We'll get some, you know, stuff. And, eh, I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. It'll probably be obvious to us. Yeah. Okay, no, it, it says that if we just read this list, it race through the streets of Central City and this lead up to the hotly anticipated blockbuster, The Flash. Yeah, okay. So, so yeah, it got it must have got its date moved. Who knows? If it's not coming out until November, it's going to be harder. <laughs> this is going to tide you over for three, four months, I guess. Yeah. I guess it could. Sure, why not? <laughs> then we go Earth Prime, number one. Um, this is Natalie Abrams, Kelly Larson, and Camrus Johnson doing the writing. Uh, Clayton Henry on art. Spinning out of CW shows. It continues the adventures of your favorite heroes. Um, focusing on a different Arrowverse series. Each issue focuses on a different Arrowverse series. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that I, I want to revisit those series. <laughs> Your reaction says everything we needed to. You know, I mean, I, can, I don't even watch them anymore, so. Yeah. I don't want to read them. So, uh, not for you, is what you're saying. Probably not. Probably not. 
Uh, Wonder Woman gives another... And we're finishing up uh, Trial of the Amazons. Looks like part five. On March towards uh, Wonder Woman 800. About 14 issues away. I like that. The different symbols there. Those are pretty cool. Yeah, I see that in um, the Wonder... Uh, the Trial of the Amazon's Wonder Girl, mm-hmm. too. They're doing that. Those are interesting. So ties them all together, I guess, along with mm-hmm. Trial, Trial of the Amazons. Okay, now we're at, we're at Death of the Justice League, Kyle. Is this what we're talking about? Yeah, Death of the Justice League. And, of course, everybody's talking about that variant cover there with the coffins as well and, you know, the thoughts on... You know, killing off the Justice League or blah, 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 or how we keep doing this kind of thing. <laughs> there is no way. There is no way they're going to kill the Justice League. Uh, let's, right. let, let's, well, there's a Green Lantern right there. Oversized special issue. Well, they all have uh, you know, people yeah. to pass the torch to. Oversized special issue. Superstar writer Joshua Williamson pens the beginning of the next, the next big DCU event. It all starts here. A new dark army made up of the DCU's greatest villains has formed on the edge of the multiverse. The DCU's best and most powerful heroes are pulled together in an epic war to push the darkness back. But in the end, they are no match for it. That's right. You heard it here first. The Justice League are killed by the dark army, with only one survivor to warn the remaining heroes of Earth about its up, about what is coming for them. So, going down to our things, Aquaman, dead. Batman, dead. Superman, dead. Wonder Woman, dead. Lantern, dead. And then one of our other lanterns looks like uh, Kyle there or whatever. He's uh, That's Hal. Or Hal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Are we just going to take him off the board for a while? And is it isn't Superman already off world somewhere? So it's not the Superman. Is it going to be Kal El, son of Kal El? That's going to Jonathan. Is he, he going to be the Superman? It looks like Jonathan's standing right right uh, off of uh, Wonder Woman's casket there. In the, oh, okay. The fullback. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, this is just will be a sh- short lived, right? This is the, these are the questions. Or is the next big thing after Flashpoint, you talked about Flashpoint leading into New 52, is the next thing leading into, let's uh, focus on some of our our youngers and kind of move on for a little bit kind of thing. Yeah, and this is the way to do it, I guess. Um, You know, to stop people from whining around, why can't we use the other guy? Mm -hmm. Well, if he's dead, that's why. (laughs) But, I mean, you can't. Who's replacing Batman? I mean, one of my favorite runs of all time is when Dick Grayson replaces Batman. That's one of yeah, that's one of your favorite runs of all time. Well, that's all that really matters, Drew. <laughs> and I, I I don't know, like Damien can't take the mantle. Nightwing's got his own stuff going on. He can't he can't come back and be Batman again. Why not? I mean, I guess we don't have a, don't have anything for Tim Drake to do. Is he alive? Does he die too? 
He was in a, uh, a bisexual relationship just one year ago, so I know he's doing something. <laughs> was that official? Uh, yes. Did that really happen? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so we don't really have a Batman successor. I mean, we have multiple Batman successors. I mean, I think that's Duke there, hidden in there somewhere. You're saying just pick a Robin, any Robin. Yeah, yeah. Roll and, a dice, hit a Robin, throw and, a zero. and they can. Okay. I mean, Aquaman, got, we do have. That. We've already got sixty-five lanterns, so just hand one of them something. Yeah, Aqualad. What's the difference? Yeah, we're okay with Aqua. Um, we've got Jonathan, um, and then we've got like a Wonder Girl for. Yeah, okay. I think Batman's the problem, in my mind. I don't think there's a clear successor for Batman. But like as we uh, as with uh, with Marvel, we all think we're heading into the Young Justice League era of things. Yeah, not necessarily in comics, but in the MCU, which I think will lead to comics being more the next generation of things. Yeah, DC, while it's dabbling in that with uh, Jonathan and you know Pick a Robin, you know, it's always been meh. A half measure. And, and is it just me being grumpy old guy saying, I don't want new characters? No, I mean, I mean, tried and true, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, they've been there. Why would, right? you, why would, you, why would there ever be a world where they aren't? Why would you stop telling those stories? Correct. And... It, mm, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't want to overreact. It's, it's just a striking cover. It does say "Death of." Mm-hmm. We take we them at their word. Should we have polybagged these? And, and... But it does have an acetate cover. Yeah. Right, how many? Uh, could you please count the collars and tell me if there's a fifth? <laughs> fifth collar. <laughs> no neon green. And, ooh, all covers are cardstock, Drew. Yeah. All cardstock. It was a six dollar book. Seven dollar book. Seven dollar book. 48 pages, $7. They're pulling the old of Marvel where they're like, you got to have it. We you got to have it. Book. I mean, you're not going to read this. And Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. And do you have to have the variant cover by Alex Maleev, Dan Jurgens, Norm Rapon, and Mikhail Yannin? Yeah. Well, here it is. I think, I guess we just answered our question. If you go down to Vol- Justice League Volume 1 Prisms, is that the new Justice League? Um, or is that just his? This is Bendis's old air from uh, 59 through 63. Oh, okay. This is his stuff. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, I mean... so we won't know until next month what's what's coming. If anything. Yeah, but I think you have to get that cover. The coffin cover. Yep. What if it's 1 in 25? It's not. Seeing how this one says 1 in 50, they're telling you the ratioed ones, and then they're labeling the other ones as variant. We already see the 1 in 25 there to the left of that, and we see the 1 in 50 down here. It's just a, it's one of the other regular variants I think that's the Dan Jurgens, if I can. Uh, so you think it's just six ninety nine? Well, who says just six ninety nine? But yes, 
Well, compared to 25 bucks. Yeah. But it's a cool cover. Um, yep. That's all I know. Yeah, it is a cool cover. I like it. That'd be the one back to yeah. Back to Naomi next. We talked about that hardcover for Justice League, and now Naomi, the CW series. Yeah. So now we have issue two of the second set of that. So as yeah, as I and I have, I'm not selling my Naomi yet. Um, so that, there you go. I have held on to those for now until the uh, series gets a little closer. Uh, it's out. Oh, is it out already? Yes. Oh well, it hasn't popped my books. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it, uh, I guess that's it then. <laughs> oh, it's already. I didn't realize it was already out. Yes, it is out. Well. I didn't, my plan fell apart. <laughs> we shall see. Yeah. All right. Next, we are into the Sandman universe, Nightmare Country, and this is the weirdest cover I've ever seen in a long time. This is straight up Ice Cream Man covers. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, wh- why is James Tinian still doing new books? I thought, I he, thought was he was substack. I thought he was substacking it. Um, makes no sense to me, but I'll take it. Give me a new character, um, Mr. Agony and Mr. Ecstasy. Is that one character? New I character that's you and I podcasting together. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, a 1 in 100 Jenny Frizen cover for that, too. Long interview by James Tinian that I'm not going to read. That is... So we're... Yeah. Nightmare Country. Nightmares walk the earth every night when you sleep. Lord of Dreams chooses the path to go follow into a Sylvan Elysium? <laughs> or down the hallways of your darkest fears. And sometimes when dreams will, those nightmares escape those halls and go out into the world. But it's not a choice he makes lightly. So you like Sandman, and I like James Tinian IV. I used to love Sandman. Mm-hmm. Now I find it obtuse. I tried to read the last one, and I just couldn't, couldn't pull I mean, it off. JT4's got a heck of a big brain on him. I mean, what's 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 the harm? I mean, yeah, I I complain about stuff like that, but then when I read, like I read Nice Houses on the Lake, I'm like, ooh, mm-hmm. pretty good, pretty good. Uh, we're going to get a uh, Sandman facsimile for issue number one. That's kind of cool. There you go. Because who was it that, it was it Didio that hated facsimiles? That sounds right. Yes. Yeah, and then as soon as he went out the door, they're like, we're yeah, jumping we, on that train. Yeah, we can start doing them again. I love them. Well, we also have the uh, soft cover volumes of one, two, three, and four. These editions will feature new cover images from the Netflix series. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about the series. $35 a piece, $5 discount for issue one. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in to check it out. Yeah. I just don't. I, I remember, was it Sam at Overture? Where they went back, and I was like, oh man, this is 
too late was, to go home. It was beautiful yeah. to look oh, at, yeah, but, yeah. It, but it was it was hard to comprehend for me. Next, we have the nice house on the lake, number eight. The cover shows what it's like to go to the home of a smoker in 2022. <laughs> Ruby. So, of course, our rooster teeth commodity. We are. Hardcovering Son of Kalel, Volume 1. Oh, and we're back into the night, or the Midnighter. Very cool. Yeah, is that collecting like the backups he was in, or is that just old stuff? This volume collects all 12 issues of the Vigilante's 2015 series, as well as his reunion with his ex Apollo in the Midnighter and Apollo miniseries, where Midnighter goes to hell to rescue his partner. Yeah. We like Midnighter. Crush and Lobo. Uh, this is, of course, Crush and Lobo 1 through 8 collected in a series. Oh, yeah, bunch of card covers, bunch of soft yeah. covers. Yeah, nothing real crazy. Um, I think I dropped... Dropping Batgirls, Kyle. Are we into the are we into the, the tiny comics? Yeah, we're into the tiny comics. Batgirls could not keep you. No. The covers it's they are simply covers with no substance. Uh yeah, it's I mean it's not bad. It's just, you know, I don't know, it's not connected with me. As we say all the time. You read a lot of books and yep. Yep. this now isn't one of them. Now, Batman the Night, I I do not need another Batman book. And this is kind of a year one, you know, early days of Batman Bruce Wayne. And you're like, eh, that's been trod over plenty of times, right? Yeah, we but, know all about, you know, yeah, wandering, training, so it's like the Bat- getting the crap kicked out of him. Batman Beginnings, you know, that sort of thing. And, um, but I read it. I read the first issue and I liked it. So I, I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to like it. I was like, I, I, I read enough Batman. Somebody taped you to a chair and flipped from page to page. Well, I thought, you know, Chip Starsky, I owe it, I owe it to Chip to at least read, it, read all his books. Uh, at least try him. Because he's such a good guy. And he was nice to me. At a con, yeah. so that goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, I, I read it not wanting to like it because I don't want to read another Batman on my list, but it was really good, so I'm probably going to read it. There you go. Batman Catwoman number 11. We are penultimate on this long national nightmare. Almost. <laughs> God. My goodness. How long was this supposed to go? Can they just get a divorce and then we can go through the breakup phase? I don't even think they come out regularly either. I don't even think, think they come out each month. Feels like, mm-hmm. like they, they're late all the time. Uh, is this um, Dark Knights of Steel? Is it a 6 or a 12? Do you remember? It is a 12 issue and we are halfway home. 
It was the other Tom Taylor that's over at Marvel. It's only six, right? Mm-hmm. Keep giving us Dan Moore on covers. Keep giving us gothic Batman stories. Love Derek Chu's Harley Quinn covers. Is that the is that the main cover right there? No, the main cover is Riley Rossmo, which is and also Derek Chu is in the bottom right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Derek Chu is great, but I really like Riley Rossmo as well. Very cool. Who's doing this Future State Gotham 12 cover? That's uh, Simon DeMeo. Simon DeMeo. Very nice. Uh, One Star Squadron gets to issue five. I've read the first couple of these so far. They've been great. Nightwing giving us three covers yet again. Yeah, the nicest one seems to be the one in 25 to me, but I, don't think nah. I, I like the um, I like the, the regular uh, is, is the standard cover Bruno yeah, Redondo? I, like I kind of like that. It's yeah. kind of nice. I do too, with the little flash coming in going, whatever. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Not sure what's happening on Robin's number six. And since we can't zoom in, we'll never know. <laughs> rogues number two. Remind me what Rogues is. You might think you know Gorilla City. But these are all Flash Rogues? Well, oh, this is the Captain Cold thing. That yeah. Came okay. Out. okay. Which is actually cool. I'm actually interested in that. So, Art by Leo Max. Uh, Suicide Squads, which I've kind of jumped out of that. I am under so much pressure to watch Peacemaker, it's not even funny. You're hitting pressure to watch it? Yeah, so I have to jump it because I, I, didn't, I didn't do Suicide Squad, so i got to do that and then jump on this Peacemaker because I'm being told it's so good. Yeah, I liked, I liked Suicide Squad. You never saw it. Is that what you're saying? Correct. Okay. Yeah, I need to carve out some time for Peacemaker too. Yeah, being told really good things about it, <coughs> and I just saw we have option two more spinoffs like that from DC. It's HBO Max, right? Yes, Peacemaker. And so, do they? They do an episode each week. Correct. Good. Everybody's doing that now. We are the the days of binging are dead and gone. Oh, I was so mad. Uh, Netflix, I think it was Netflix, dropped mm-hmm. Ozark, Yeah, the yeah, final yeah. season, and I was like, yeah, gimme, 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 you know, you know, the Netflix, the Netflix model, here's, mm-hmm. here's your season, enjoy, binge away, they did half a season, they did half a season, and left it on a cliffhanger, and then the final half of that final season is probably going to be six, eight months away. And I was so bummed. I was like, that's not how you do it, Netflix. You're not not supposed to do it this way. That's not your model. Yeah, and uh, I was watching uh, Legends of Vox Machina. Came out on... uh, uh, Came out on uh, Amazon Prime. And they did the thing where they dropped the first three and then go weekly. So I was just like, binge through the three of them. And then I'm like, where's the rest? 
What is this called? I have to wait. Legends of Vox Monkey Dead's the D&D thing I walk, watch. They animated it. We talk about Critical Role a lot. Uh-huh. So this is Critical Role's first campaign uh, in an animated series form. Not for children. The F word is every other word, and it's awesome. <laughs> gotcha. Hmm. Um, task Force Z number seven. I'm freaked out by the uh, tombstone yeah. cover um, where the cowl is part of a skull. Yeah. That's not how life works. Let's just say it's on top of the skull. That's just a skull. Yeah. How does... That's bone. I, don't, I, don't I, you know, I feel like I dropped this too fast now. This looks like a really cool issue. Mm-hmm. And the Joker, issue 14, the final issue. 40 pages, $6. Oh, okay. 14 Pun- is the final issue. And Fantastic. we still have dope punch. There are so many good punchline covers, it's not even funny. Is that the, the bottom one? Yeah, bottom one. That uh, Alcon and Melon Ortega cover. That is great. I haven't even been reading the punchline backup in Joker, though. Been skipping it. I think that's. Yeah, and here we have we have a lone Wonder Woman book, not part of any other of the Wonder Woman anything, thrown to the back of the previews in a tiny little thing left to die. But yeah, the rest of the Wonder Woman was up up top. Why is it mm-hmm. stuck back here? Here we have Evolution six of eight. Sink or swim, live or die. We're not even going to talk about you. <laughs> in the world of Krypton, I am not reading that. I read the first one. Not, not for me. And yet another reminder on the back of our DC Connect, The Batman, March 4th. Carve yeah. out three hours of your life, kid is the longest superhero movie ever. Um, are we going to the theater for that? <sighs> great question. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Great question. Uh, that's a long time. That's a... Yeah. It's a long time. It's the place to see it, though. <sighs> Two hours and 55 minutes of sitting next to you. <laughs> now, my that's a joy. Will, my popcorn will have been run out for... Two hours and 48 minutes. I don't know that my bladder can do three hours. No, we can't. We have to pee in shifts <laughs> or bring a, bring your own Gatorade bottle. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, I think I want to. I think I want to see uh, it. All right, I'll start talking to the wife. <laughs> you get some early March. Sometime in early March we need to go before it gets yeah. spoiled. Yeah. Yeah, let's head on over. DC. Yeah, let's head on over to um, Cover Price and see what they got in the top twenty. Oh, top twenty. We're going to start with ten. We're going to start with our good friends. Moon Knight number three, the newsstand variant from nineteen eighty one, the greatest year in existence. This issue features the first appearance of the Midnight Man. CGC nine point eight, six hundred and forty dollars. Oh. 
Catwoman 39, 1 in 25. The Sozomiyaki cover. Um, already at $167. A very good investment for your 1 in 25 on these. 27 copies still moving. Um, big numbers from this book. Now, the Talk Moon Knight guy that died, the actor, yeah. he yeah. was playing, he was supposed to play the Midnight Man. Well, he I did. But was it completely shot? Yeah, oh yeah. So, I wonder how much of that is in there. Can't this use... is most likely due to the tragic passing of French asker Gaspard Ulele, who was playing the character in the Disney Plus series. Yeah, so I wonder how big that role is. Does that character continue to, an... <laughs> to another season? Uh, probably because not. One thing I've learned from my job is we're all replaceable and we'll figure that out next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're all replaceable. That's true. At rank 8, Sandman number 10 from 1989. It was recently announced that actor Boyd Holbrook would be playing the role of Corathinian on Netflix's Sandman series. So that moved this. Um, in addition, it is also recently announced that James Tinian is writing the new series, Nightmare Country, which is based in the Sandman universe and centered around the Corinthian. Who has the teeth for eyes. Gotcha. That's just wrong. CGC 9.8, almost 700 friggin' dollars. Dang. At rank 7, we have Moon Knight 188 from 2017. While the Moon Knight trailer was met with positive reaction, many felt disappointed in the reveal of Ethan Hawke playing Arthur Harrow, a relatively obscure Moon Knight villain. So much so... How did we know that? I mean, I watched it. How do we know it was Arthur Harrow? There were so many cult leaders in Moon Knight. I mean, well, maybe there was something that was telling and I missed. Okay, go ahead, Kyle. Sorry. Only for uh, true Moon Knight fans. I guess. I guess. Better than me. So much so that speculation began that he was another character in disguise, like Dracula. The other theory is surrounding the cult-like scenes involving Harrow, leading many to believe he's either a pawn of the Sun King or possibly the Sun King in disguise. Regardless, the hope of the Sun King playing a significant role has made his first appearance in this issue trend up in a big old way. 41 copies moving. CGC 9.8, We do not think this is the ceiling on this book, if anything like this actually turns out. That's crazy. I got a stack of these bad boys. But, um, there you go. Um, uh, uh, we've got six issues. Six episodes of Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. We know the Midnight Man's in, in there. We know mm-hmm. Ethan Hawke is in there. I mean, how many more people do you think they can shoehorn into six episodes? Seven people. I mean, okay, let's use Hawkeye as an example. Um, so we got our Echo. We got we, Kingpin, yeah. We got our Kingpin back in. Um, we, we got the we got, Sword Guy. Yep, we got the sword guy. Uh, we revealed uh, Mockingbird as the the secret yeah. identity as the wife. Yeah, you're right. We got a lot of stuff. So you're gonna get a, a half a dozen pops. So you're essentially gonna get one 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 dope thing per episode. Yeah, and we got um, White Widow. Yeah, yep, we got some more White, White Widow. 
exactly. And we got her to be told the truth. So we, yeah, we got all kinds of fun stuff. There's plenty, plenty of room. That's what you're saying. Yep, that's what I'm trying to say. At rank six, Hulk number three, the Tradmore one and twenty five from twenty twenty two. After getting significant heat behind the God of Hammers, Donny Kate strikes again. So to catch folks up with this series, the Hulk has been split into three personalities. As described in the book Sunner Summary, the Hulk's body has been turned into a starship. Banner's psyche pilots it from the Hulk's mind. The Hulk's psyche fuels the starship with his anger. While traveling through different dimensions, we're introduced to darker and more sinister threats that many are calling Black Hulk or Null Hulk. $90 for a raw copy of this one in 25. At rank 5, we've got a book that I'm looking at right now. Moon Knight number 1 from 1980. For the past several years, the highly anticipated Moon Knight Disney Plus series continued to push this first issue of his first ongoing series to a higher and higher and higher market value. With the official first trailer finally released, this book's rise in price and surge 81 copies moving should surprise nobody this week. A CGC 9.8, $1,100, sir. I got a couple of these, but I do not have an item. I've read all. I might. I've this this, this yeah. beast might be a 9.8. This is a good-looking copy here. Yeah, yeah. I'm. That's worth it, man. Right? You've got plenty though that are worth it, and you've never pulled a trigger on. So I am a big old wuss. You need correct. You need uh, like a discount, like them to say CGC four get four free or something. And yeah, no doubt. Or maybe more than that. Actually, some of the hot stuff that you're holding on to. Mm-hmm. But cooler Bush, by the time you get it back. <laughs> that if the turnaround wasn't six months to a year. Yeah. It would be, I just, there's something about that that. Yeah, yeah it freaks me out. It freaks yeah. me out. The, the, the things could, the bottom could fall out by then. That's another reason why I'm selling is comics. The comic market is crazier than it's been since, what, like 92? Mm-hmm. And I don't know that it's going to continue for years at this at this fevered pitch. So I want to put a significant dent in my collection and sell, sell, sell. So you can reinvest in NFTs. So I can. Uh, yeah, just I need to I need to put down payment on a coffin <laughs> to start that process. We can we can build it. We'll just start yeah. That. We'll build that. Uh, get some pallets. Hey, that's what I like. That's awesome. <laughs> Why not? It's sustainable, right? That's exactly right. At rank four, Strange Academy number 15, Humberto Ramos cover. While Gaslamp's first cameo versus first appearance is still being departed for issue 13 and 14, this issue officially gets the honor of his first cover appearance. And boy, did it sell well. 175 Holy secondary market copies. Holy crap. 29 copies, or $29 for a raw. And that is a cool-looking cover. Gas lamp, huh? Mm-hmm. You know, and I just jumped right out of Strange no. Academy. Didn't read it at all. Gas lamp, not just your nickname in high school. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know if, that, if that's funny or a dig. I don't know. Mm-hmm. At <laughs> rank three, we have Moon Knight number seven, the Raza variant. Wow, seriously, this was easily our favorite cover of the week. I kept sending you this in text form, Drew. Yep. Heck, since it's only January. 
we can even call it our favorite cover of the year. It's perfect, well-timed with Moon Knight Heat. This was challenging to find in stores as copies were quickly snapped up by fans. Real fans. Drew, did you get one? <laughs> I have one. Okay. 110 copies on the second air market. $30 for a raw. And a good one to get signed. Because it's just cool looking. Yeah. And, and does Raza do? I wonder if Raza does cons. I don't know. Raza con. At rank two, Hulk three, Ryan Otley cover, Black Null Hulk. Uh, we talked about it earlier. Craziness. Um, $25 for Raw on this one. Donnie Cates does it again. And at rank number one from 1985, Moon Knight number two. As noted, the most significant trend out of the Moon Knight Disney Plus trailer was around the confirmation that Ethan Hawke is playing the role of the obscure Moon Knight villain, Dr. Arthur Harrow. His first and only appearance was in this issue. It went for a dollar. And is now $185. That's the greatest. I love that so much. Oh, man. That's so fantastic. <laughs> Let me get on. It's my turn. I'm sorry. Um, at rank 11, we have Moon Knight 188, the Bill Sinkevich lenticular homage. Got that. <laughs> um, you you went heavy on that, if I remember correctly. Yep, yep. Plenty of those. And this has moved, only moved 25 copies and only 150 bucks for our CDs. There you go. Uh, Mockingbird number one from 2016. Disney Plus series. Hawkeye series revealed that Clint's wife was once a key S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. While it wasn't noted directly, the number inscribed on the watch was 19, the number designation for Mockingbird. Despite no direct confirmation, this is enough to send folks chasing her key issues. Uh, So this one sold 22 copies and had a high sale of 36 bucks for a roll. At rank 13, Venom number 4, the David Yarden classic homage. I yelled this from the rooftop. You did. Just, you yeah. did. I, I poo-pooed it and said, we're all sick of those. Well, mm-hmm. 49 people went out and uh, scrapped it up for $27 for a raw copy. On average. At rank 14, Death of Doctor Strange, Bloodstone number one. This is the first appearance. Lyra Bloodstone. It fell from the top spot last week by only selling 85 copies this time. With twenty dollar and seventy six cents as the average cop price for a raw. Uh, ranked fifteen, we have Thor number twenty. Uh, more God of Hammers, uh, Mjolnir appearances. Uh, Ninety one copies of this continued to sell, and we're up to thirty two dollars for raws on this. Hmm. Uh, Spider Man twenty ninety nine number one from nineteen ninety two. A stack of these. <laughs> I can't believe these are still hot, but they are. Uh, 46 copies and a high sale of $264.50 for a CGC 9.8. No, no raw prices on that. I'd like to see what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, Superman the Man of Steel, number 18 from 1992. Um, this is something from Superman and Lois, season 2. I mean, Episode our, 2. Yeah, this is our uh, Doomsday cover. Yeah. A possible upcoming appearance of Doomsday on the CW show. While it's not clear if he'll be similar to his comic appearance, fans quickly ran online to pick up 16 copies. 
had a high sale of $155 for a CGC 98. So is this the first Doomsday was only in 92? Yes. That's how new he is? Okay. Mm -hmm. At rank 18, we have Star Wars number 20 from 2016. This is more Black Chrysanthemum stuff. This is about the Star, the Scar, and Obi-Wan. Um, 43 copies moving, $37 for Raw. Uh, Venom number 4, the John Boy Myers cover, comes in at rank 19. Uh, this is pretty new. Uh, John Boy Myers does good stuff. 33 copies sold. 40 bucks for a raw. Actually, hate this cover. Not a big fan, huh? Mm -mm. And Star Wars Darth Vader number three finishes us up at rank 20. Um, this is based on the Book of Boba Fett episode two with the uh, uh, Chrysanthemum. Um, appearance and this sold 35 copies and had a high sale of $622.14 for a CGC 98. Now I gotta look at that uh, Venom cover. Yep and in Book of Boba Fett we're pulling in muscle one of the people he's gotta hire like the very last thing we see is a first step in. I know it's gonna happen. You've got a feeling huh? Mm -hmm. Is she a bounty hunter? Is she a, a mercenary for hire? She She'll do anything. Gotcha. And she has her murder droids with her. Mm -hmm. I'm obsessed with the murder droids. Obsessed. <laughs> oh, we did, uh, we did get the... Time, uh, yeah, we did get the, um, the FOC list just now. Um, no, no Eric picks. Um, we did want to highlight the Shadow Man... Number six, exclusive again. That's the homage to the uh, Cat, Catwoman cover. Mm -hmm. And uh, I did call that number, Kyle. Oh, that, yeah. That she's holding up. Uh, that is that is uh, Cowabunga's phone number. James James, James answered the phone. And I said, no way! <laughs> it really worked. <laughs> That's amazing. That's funny. So, yeah, well, well played, fellas. Good job. Um, and I shared that with you all last week in the show notes, so something to check out. But now let's take a look at some of the other cool FOC items. I'm overdoing the lunar distribution stuff, so let's look at things that are due on the 30th. And I'm going to talk about that Action Comics 1040, the uh, Julian Totino Tedesco uh, Saturday evening post-looking one. And that is a cool-looking one with the vintage outfits and all the cool things there. That is kind of nice. I like that. Um, yeah. Do you think that'll resonate with people? Yes, I just think it's a it's a classic one. There's something warm and fuzzy about it. You got your OG Green Arrow outfit. You got your thick Superman. So, Why is it six dollars? Uh, it's a cardstock variant, so there's your extra dollar on that cover B. Is it four ninety nine regular price now? Yeah, does this have a backup? I can't remember. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it does. You're killing me. I apologize. Cardstock gets an extra buff, doesn't it? Doggone. Aquaman, Green Arrow, Deep Target, number five, cover B. The Educore cardstock variant is neat. Uh, not sure why you'd pose in front of a target, but it's very cool. 
Do you remember when we had two ninety nine DC Comics, and sometimes <laughs> they do special stock covers, and you'd have to pay three ninety nine. Remember those days? Yeah, Not that long ago. Yeah. Yes, I do. And now we're at five and six. Yep. That's sad. Kyle, your uh, Aquaman number one comes in a an aqua teal blank cardstock. I, I like it. I like a good. Uh, you do uh, a, a poppy blank cover. There. You do like a, a blank that people can sketch on for you. Mm-hmm. There's our Derek. That's probably one of my least favorite Derek Chu Harley covers. It's not bad. I made it there yet. My apologies. You're too fast. Zipping by all these cool DC vampires covers. They're cool, but but you're moving on because you. Wow, look at that. What's going on with Detective? That's cool. Oh, that's great. Uh, again, with Libra Mayo, that's fantastic as well. Mm-hmm. Um, finally caught up, Kyle. Derek Chu. That's the least. That's you don't like that. I like it. It's but it's my least favorite of the ones right. I've seen recently. He's he's hit some very good stuff. Gotcha. So it's not a knock. Kyle Hellblazer Rise and Falls and Trade Now. You skipped this, right? Mm-hmm. You missed out. It's really good. Do you need to read that? Okay, so Tom, T- so this is just three issues. Three issues. Oh, that's right. And we, this was the black, uh, the, yep. the black label one. Yeah, we mm-hmm. talked about that. Yeah, I loved it. Probably my DC book of the year. Very cool. Yeah, yeah that that Nightwing. It's tough. What is Pentagram of Horror? That's the Black Caravan Scout Comics imprint, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm afraid to even click on it. It does look scary. Moving on. Stay here with my superheroes. That's right. (laughs) Where I'm safe. (laughs) Yeah. Look at Teen Titans Academy. We're still doing Red X stuff, Kyle. And, and we've mur- we're murdering all of our dudes. Yep, they're all dead. Justice League's dead. There's nobody. No, DC's I mean, got we've, nothing. We've got some cool Red X covers and stuff. So I mean, as long as he wants to keep going, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I mean, keep him relevant because we we were early adopters in the Red X mm-hmm. mania. So. Yeah, I do want to catch to Eric. There, I, I believe there was literally a book where Eric's like, "I'm just going to give this, or add this to you guys." You're, to you know, you're buying this. Yeah, I think he's. Yes, I think exactly. I, so sometimes retailers have to get tough with you. Tough That's love. Exactly right. And he just said, "You're buying this," um, <laughs> and made us. And we thank him. That's all I had. Head over to previews world, grabbing our uh, image. And I would be remiss to say that Saga, it, this week was Saga Week. Yeah. It's been forever since we've had a Saga Week. And we now get to talk about a uh, FOCA Saga item as well. So, just Saga. saga and you know lives. what? I didn't read Saga yet. I've been saving it. I didn't either. I didn't either. I'm saving it, too. saving it. I'm like, it, I, like, I don't know when I want to read this because I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared to read it. I don't want to be disappointed. Well, I said I wanted to reread before I read, and mm-hmm. I haven't reread. Yeah. So I haven't read. <laughs> but now I'm just like, no, I, 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 
I don't know what to do. <sighs> I, I just think it's going to be an emotional roller coaster. I, yeah, yeah. It's a read a read a comic and it's a kick in the balls. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm scared to read it. It's so yeah. pathetic. Like, oh, I'll, I'll read this instead. This looks fun. I want to read this one. <laughs> Give me pentagram of hell. First. <laughs> uh, from Image Comics, we have Step by Bloody Step, number one of a four-issue series from Drew's friend, Cy Spurrier. Ooh. Um, an armored giant and a helpless child. Together they cross an astonishing world brimming with beasts, bandits, and deadliest by far. Civilizations. Mm. I like Sysfire when you... the earth itself forces them onward. The child came to ask. I like Sysfire when he's writing crossed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not sure if I want. You want? You don't want him writing children things that involve children? Yeah, maybe not. Yeah. Kyle, if you yeah. were doing a comic, mm-hmm. would your first issue would you have a blank cover variant? For your first issue, yeah. so that people could bring them to you for you I, to do I sketches. On having a, I, you know, I assume I would have a long and legendary career, and right. be signing a con for the rest of my life, and yeah, uh, a dope uh, blank cover. Although the last two times I've handed people blank covers, they've turned to page one and signed it. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> they didn't want to to sully the cover. <laughs> they didn't. They wasn't paying attention. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, you need. I think you need to give it to an artist. An artist, because yeah, then they'll be that, like. I, I think writers think that the, the, a blank cover is not for me. Yeah, they that it's sketch. It's a sketch. It's something that needs sketched upon. Yeah, I get it. Drew, we have uh, five dark horse options here. I see four. Uh, I've got two black hammers, two joy operations, and an orphan in five. I do not. Have, I don't. I do not see the orphan thing. Nah. So it must be on the list. Gotcha. IDW. We talk about Star Wars High Republic Adventures number thirteen. Um, so I think this is their last mission. This is IDW's last, and then IDW, of course, getting its license pulled for Dark Horse. Yeah, kind of a bummer. They did a pretty good job, right? Yeah, I never had issues with them. Made me some money. Mm-hmm. They did what I asked of them. Mm-hmm. Down into our Marvel books. Look at that Devil's Rain cover, man, from Moon Knight. Woo! That is pretty dope. Chris. He looks good in orange. Yeah, stuck him in jail. That's great. Oh, I don't know that I knew there were two covers for that. Mm. I don't even know oh. if I ordered it. I don't think I did. Now that you mention it, I don't know that I that I caught that. Yeah, I would have got it during FOC. I would have. Yeah, I would have picked. Hey, that. Uh, uh, this is FOC, not me. Oh, okay. I don't think I got. I don't think I ordered this during the order pre-order cycle. Did there you go. Now I can get them both. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for holding my hand through the FOC You're process. Welcome. Appreciate that. So what I need you to do is I need you to write that down and say, Eric, we're going to need to make sure we've got this. I, will get, I, I can do that. 
<laughs> FOC those. Two Devil's Reigns. There you go. We have Hulk number three with a second print of the Ryan Otley cover there. Uh, Don't love it. Don't either. <laughs> Don't take this the wrong way, but I've never fallen in love with the Ryan Otley cover. Yeah. Nothing against him, which is not my thing. Oh, and then we got three Moon Knight covers. Kenosian yeah. Carnage Forever variant. Block, but I'll get it anyway. <sighs> I love the Simons variant. Them sitting in the Crescent Moon. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then the standard cover is fantastic as well. Gotten all those. Getting all those. Doing it. Yep. Strange number one. Jed McKay. Looking for more information on this title? It feet in future issues of Marvel previews. They're not telling us a darn thing about it. Yeah, this is um this could be something, you know, right? This is her first cover appearance, right? As strange. Mm-hmm. So this could mm-hmm. be something. So she gets her first uh, Scotty Young cover. But we don't... Oh, there it is. Yep, there it is. I see it. Mm-hmm. I was so tempted last week on that Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. Scotty Young. Uh, he pointed it out with this Razor Scooter. Yeah, the scooter. Razor Scooter. That yeah. was great. I almost did. I almost pulled the trigger on that. I might have. I'm trying to think now. I did or not. My brain is mush. Talked about this a few times. What if Miles Morales, the Kari Andrews, of course, being the cover I've gravitated towards the most as something that during the Miles heat you may just want to have because. Yes, you were you were really enamored with this um, a lot more than I was, but I, I can see the appeal now. Yeah. X Men Legends number twelve. Boy, I love Nightcrawler. So that uh, Carlos Gomez cover is really nice. Where am I looking? Where am I looking for that? Oh, there we go. It's bottom. Then on to... Dynamite. Various scantily clad ladies, both real and imagined, on the covers of... Purgatory and Barbarella. Red Sonia. All good things. Boom Studios. All new Firefly. Number one. The new creative team of rising star writer David Buher from Canto and artist Jody Perez from Queen of Bad Dreams, kick off an all-new shiny direction for the, for the crew of the Serenity. Captain Kaylee leads the crew on a heist that proves too much for their moral code, but when mercenaries steal the relics away, it turns into a recovery mission. I am dipping my toe back in. Drew. No way. Right now. The Firefly? Yes. Huh. Okay. And I really like the Ethan Young B-cover. With the old timey wanted poster. Yeah, I think that's the one to have. Yep. We have Killer Affairs of State, a six issue series um, by Max on the writing and Luke Jackaman doing the art. 
and this is um, a returning um, series. So the killer was something that already happened, and it's going to be a David Fincher film. So I'm a big fan of David Fincher. So there you go. I'm all over that. Um, we uh, he didn't do fight. Did he do fight club? Yep. Did you just hear about what China did to Fight Club? No. They censored the end of Fight Club so that the police win. (laughs) Okay. So if you watch Fight Club in China, the ending is completely different. Uh, Interesting. And society is not taken down. It's so crazy. Um, House of Slaughter number five. We talked about blank covers that I love. This is a blank cover that I love. Where am I looking? House of Slaughter number five in Boom. Oh, I didn't even recognize that that was a blank cover. It's black. Yeah. Yeah. And some of our smaller publishers. Of course, you're loving to say Cat Shit Volume 3 or 2 of 3. It's no goddamn. Follow me into the darkness. A lot of covers on that Follow Me Into the Darkness from mm-hmm. Behemoth. Or Behemoth, as you like to call it. <laughs> Is that what I say? Mm-hmm. I say Behemoth? You do. I don't think I do. I don't say Behemoth? You waver. I've heard you say Behemoth. Really? Yeah, that makes that does sound like me. Now that you mention it, <laughs> I could flip flop till my knuckles bleed. Looks pretty good. Yeah. Man, I don't know, man. I don't know if I want to pick with my head or my heart today on this FOC. Mm. Oh, I really I mean, like. I, I'm not going to do another saga book, even though I want to just say, keep buying saga. I talked about my love for this Firefly, and I'm jumping on that one, so there's an option there. I talked about this, what if Miles Morales. Yeah. We've got IDW ending its Star Wars run. You need to pick up the last one. I'm going to let you break my tie. Okay. It's either... Moon Knight 9, the Simons, mm. in the Crescent, where he's sitting in the Crescent Moon. Yep. Or it's the Devil's Reign, Moon Knight, where he's in jail. Ah, uh, I'd say you go with the jail. Really? Because it's, a, min- it's yep. a more minor title. Correct. I don't know if it's going to be a sought after. Correct. Okay. I mean, scarcity-wise, it's gonna there's going to be less of them. And I'm going Marvel with you as well. I'm going with What If Miles Morales, the Kari Andrews cover. What If Miles, the Kari. Fantastic. All right, we've talked about what's going to do things in the future. Let's go to our good friends at comicbookinvest.com. Uh, we are looking at their hot 10 list for January 28th, 2022. And we're going to start with their number one item, Black Panther, number three, the one in 25, Taran Clark variant. 
This escalated quickly to over $200, having a somewhat mainstream comic site suggest Potion is the next Miles fueled the fire. But this is an extremely long reach. The regular and B covers are also doing fairly well. At rank 2, we have Deathstroke Incorporated, number 5, the Nathan Zerdi 1 in 25 variant, over $125. Can't keep up with all these 1 in 25s that are popping over 100 after release. This reminds me of the good old days seven years ago. Zerdi has a lot of covers out there. Will people be looking to go back and get those? I'm excited about number 3. We have New Teen Titans Annual, number 2. The good old George Perez cover. 9.8s are over $325. 9.6 is over 200 which are both all-time highs. People seem to really love this Peacemaker series, and Vigilante is a part of that. This once again makes people scratch their heads. Why can DC do TV but seem to fumble on movies? Clarification, Kyle. Yes, sir. I couldn't have chosen the Simons variant because it's a one in... 25. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, good call. Yep. Adding four, Mary Jane and Black Cat Beyond, and number one, Adam Hughes, one in 50, 120 or more dollars. Hughes doing a high ratio cover is always a no brainer. Throwing a little humor on the word bubbles is a plus two. I kind of miss having the dialogue covers. This is selling for almost twice what the Momoko is at half the ratio. At rank 5, Thor number 21, 1 in 25, over $70. Not going to get into the weeds here with this whole God of Hammers first full appearance or regular appearance or whatever you want to call it. The main question you should be asking yourself is, do I want to invest in a Kate's character that has authority over the tool shed? I don't know that I can stand this guy. (laughs) (laughs) At rank six, we have new X-Men, number 23 from 2006. $30 to $40, thanks to Van Denby for making me aware of this one. First appearance of Neziho Abiemi, a.k.a. Gentle. What a terrible name. That is him on the bottom right of this week's number one book. Um, at rank seven, all new Ghost Rider number one, seventy five dollars. Amazingly, this character still carries weight. Marvel has now kind of changed Reyes's Ghost Rider, meaning uh, more powerful. Anyways, with all other main characters in the past ten years being over a hundred dollars for first appearance, why are we not there with this one yet? At rank eight, we have Duel number one. Um, Curtis Martins with Alex Cormack on art. 15 to $20 from a tiny indie publisher. See if this continues up or crashes back to earth. This is what tends to happen in these types of books. Don't be confused, though. This is not an Alec Baldwin cover. At rank 9, we have Swordmaster 12. Um, this, well, it was cover price. Now it's over $30. Last issue, very low print run. Uh, we get the appeal, believe us. We are the one guy that actually likes these types of books. This should have been a slow riser, though, which makes them think it's a little shady. If you like low print, last issues with MCU possibilities for Jessica Jones, 18, Patsy Walker, 17, or Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, 8. All solid. Mm-hmm. 
At rank number 10, we have Mouse, a survivor's tale. Number one from 1986, Art Spiegelman. Prices and conditions are all over the place, but the sheer volume of sales has caused this to jump on the list. Why would a book from 1986 all of a sudden have hundreds of sales? Controversy over its inclusion in a school library. We will not discuss whether that is right or wrong, and most of us won't live in the area to even form less than myopic opinion. This is a list of sales data only, and this, as one of comics' most highly acclaimed books of all time, is making our list. Never read it. At, yep. I've heard of it. Yep. And honorable mentions Batgirl, number 35, the second print from 2014, $30 to $40 is a great cover, not all that easy to find, and the purple second print definitely pops. John Brown of Trade Up Comics let me know that this costume, which is new in this issue, is what is being used in Batgirl's movie. And this, of course, is the selfie cover, which I have all of. Oh, we were big fans of this. Yeah. But I didn't realize this is the, you said this is the second print? That, that, with the, with the purple on purple, is the second print that we're looking at there. Huh. Um, and the other honorable mention, Tales of Horror, number eight, two sales this week, a 3.0, oh, sold for 1350 and a 5.0 for almost eight grand. If there were a snake that large, I'd seriously continue, consider hijacking the next Elon Musk flight out. Did we know there was a Batgirl movie? Yes. And when is that happening? And uh, I don't know the date on it. It's like in theater movie. My researchers on us. My crack team of researchers are checking yeah. out as we speak. <laughs> Yeah, that, it's this year, too. Really? So we're going to do Batman and Batgirl. Same year. Yeah. That doesn't yeah. make sense. All right. This is, yeah, because remember, this is the one that Michael Keaton's playing Bruce Wayne in. And, no, yeah. I don't remember any of that. Yeah, because we got the Leslie Gray stuff from this one. Huh. Golly. I, I, I lost that bit of information. Okay. Yep. Well, yeah, I saw this was on one of my uh, news blurbs that popped out. I could see. I saw the, I saw the picture of it, um, but I never equated it to that cover. But as soon as that's been said, it makes sense to me. Um, I can send you a picture of that cover when we're done here. I guess it's kind of based off that. Okay. Yeah. So. Should be pretty cool. But that is the end of our Hot 10. So, Drew, I think it's time to run into our sneak peek at next week. Yes. This is where we talk about the books coming up in your local comic shops this coming week. And we tell you which ones to run into your shop and make sure you get. Let's start with our good old DC items because we got some good looking books coming up. We're over at Lunar Distributions, checking those out. And I am immediately looking at these Arkham City, the Order of the World books. Yeah, they look pretty good. It's cre- creepy. Mm-hmm. Pretty creepy. Pretty, pretty, pretty creepy. 
There's a good Dark Knights Harley as a Jester cover that's very nice. Dark Knights of Steel. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm most curious about the Monkey Prince. And Um, actually that is Harley as a Bard, not a Jester. Whatever. Um, Monkey Prince. Monkey Prince intrigues me. Um, it's, it's, it's a... like a character I'm not familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, is it Asian character, I'm guessing? Is that right? Yep. yep. And so I'm wondering if, A, it's going to not sell at all and be low, low print run, and I should have a copy. Or B, it's going to catch fire and people are going to want it. Any character that they put in Jordans or low top Jordans will sell. <laughs> and they have put this character in knockoff low top Jordans, similar to Miles Morales. Pick up yourself some monkey prints. You think, you think, and you know, used to the the old saying was that if you put a gorilla on the cover, that um, comic will sell. Mm-hmm. This isn't quite a gorilla, but yeah. it's a monkey prints. But limited series. It is limited series. Um. I believe this would have to be his first appearance, right? Is there a, another appearance of Monkey Prince in the history of DC Comics that I don't know about? I don't think so. So, uh, I think there's a opportunity here. Yeah, the character whose real identity is Marcus Sun first appears in the anthology one-shot DC Festival of Heroes, the Asian Superhero Collection number one. Which was just like a couple years ago? And that was the one that's already blown up because it's got like 55 first appearances in it. Yeah. Gotcha. First first cover then. Nope, he's on the cover of that too. Damn it. Well, it's like the Hawkeye number one. True. The, yeah. the, the yeah. new hotness has been to grab the first of the first solo series. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's, a, there's an option. I, yeah. I, I don't know that it's going to catch on, but. Other than Monkey Prince, I don't care about anything else in DC. Alright, that's enough then. Over to Previews World. February, the second items, Groundhog Day. Just go to your comic shop every single day. Forever. (laughs) Geiger, 80-page giant, number one. $8. Wow. And lots of covers, man. Gee, which mm. sucks. When your team's that good, you, th- you can do all you want with well, covers. Yeah, I guess you're right. Nita Hawk's Nightmare blog number four, the Saturday Evening Post cover B, is great. Absolutely great. Jason <laughs> Sean Alexander. That is so good. You are a big fan of these. I am. They just warm the cockles of my heart. Wow. New Masters, that's the Shobo and Shoff deal. I keep forgetting what that is, yes. Don't know that that's going to be... going to resonate with anyone. Uh, Nigerian brothers Shobo and Shoff present New Masters, a groundbreaking blend of science fiction, adventure, drama, and vibrant Afrofuturism. Yeah. 
official image timeline one shot. That might be fun. Yeah, just in time to celebrate Image Comics' 30th anniversary. Image archivist and co-founder Jim Valentino details company's history, warts and all. Blah, 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 Walking Dead Deluxe. Blah, 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 nothing in Dark Horse. Well, what about Manor, Black, Fire, and the Blood? Does that do anything for you? From the creators of Harrow County and the Sixth Gun, which is Colin Bunn and Brian Hurt, comes the next chapter of this gothic horror fantasy about a family of sorcerers in crisis. The powerful and ancient blood sorcerer Roman Black has taken a young fire mage under his wing after she has done the impossible, taken her magic house's totem spirit inside herself. But the totem is powerful and may be impossible to control, especially when Roman's children begin to see the young mage as a threat. That's pretty good. That sounds pretty reasonable. Yeah, you know, good old Colin Bunn. Yeah, not too bad. IDW, what do you got for us? Nothing. A neat, a neat looking uh, collected version of Turtles, but other than that, nothing. Yeah, yeah. Down to our Marvel books. This is the uh, Fantastic Four event, Reckoning War, Alpha. Who knows what's going to be in there? Could be some interesting stuff, but uh, we're going to first Sabretooth. Mm -hmm. So if you thought Wolverine ripped off, oh. say hello to his brother. We're going to do a Savage Spider-Man. I think this is the dumbest thing ever, but I love Joe Kelly, so who knows? Is that, are you talking about Savage Spider-Man? Yep. We're throwing a lot of covers on it, so we're excited about it. Yeah. Joe Kelly can write some good humor stuff. He's some of my, my favorite Deadpool. So maybe. Yeah, maybe. There's the Star Wars Halcyon, number, Halcyon Legacy, number one of five. You flip-flopped a couple of times on this? No, I flip-flopped on Crimson Rain. Halcyon Legacy, I don't care anything about, but I'm going to pick up this one. You still didn't... Okay. You maintain that you don't care about that one. All right. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean okay, Ethan, Ethan Sachs, the voyage of the greatest of all-star cruisers. As the legendary Halcyon embarks on a momentous cruise, the ship heads towards a confrontation with the First Order. We are literally taking Star Wars and making it Star Trek, and it's just weird to me. Yeah. But what secrets from the High Republic era can help the passengers and crew, blah, blah, blah. But... You got a Wookiee with a light with a dope lightsaber on the front, so can't beat that. <laughs> a, that that trumps everything else. Yeah. Uh, but I still have to get my Crimson Rain number one because there's a possibility that she'll show up in movie in shows. Yeah. Now the excellent is Peter Milligan and Mike Allred. So if you like Allred's art, you like it. If you don't, you really don't. Really, it really is kind of polarizing to people. Mm -hmm. um, this is, I don't know if this is kind of like a lighthearted uh, comic, or is this like a serious superhero team? It looks like it's more, more funny than serious, I'm thinking. Sure. 
Ten out of dynamite. Yeah, not enough to really hook me, for sure. You know me, I can't do all red. Dynamite giving us some red Sonya. Little else. I like. What do you like? Never mind. And nothing until we get down to the Archie Valentine's Day Spectacular. Ooh. Only two ninety nine. Way to go, Archie. Hey, there you go. Um, Bonnier Aromatic number one from Keen Spot is classic Keen Spot. <laughs> the aromatic Bonnier the aromatic. I mean, this is an English language comic book debut, so that must be how it was translated. Translated to Bonnier the aromatic. Because otherwise, I don't think you would cho choose that yeah, <laughs> as a title. But tons of covers, some risque covers. Um, you, you, is, I'm, I'm assuming this is like anime in origin or manga in origin. No. No. Where does it come from? Beats me. Anyway. Interesting. Has um has some potential. Dark Red gets a one-shot where roads lead. Must have done well enough that they're going to revisit yeah. it. Yeah. Tim Seeley continuing to write for Aftershock. That's awesome. Primo's number one from AWA. This is uh, Al Madrigal. We talked about that a little while mm -hmm. ago. I think El Madrigal is pretty funny, so might be good. There you go. Primo's number one from AWA Studios. Oh, that's what you just talked about. That's the El Madrigal book. Yep. You never listen to me. Uh, I heard you say El Madrigal, but I forgot the title. Speed Republic from Ryan Lindsay. That's a Mad Cave book for fans of Cannonball Run and the Hunger Games. Okay, Drew. It's time for your pick of the week. What is the one book to make sure you run to your local comic book shops? Snap up and it's well if you're going to pair your collection down to 100 books what's <laughs> worth making it into your collection I said hundreds Oh, okay, that could sorry. be 900 there you go I'm going to try to get out of the thousands <laughs> I think that's a fair thing to try to do right, it's not right, crazy right. no it's not It's it's some would say it's reasonable <laughs> it is reasonable yeah. Uh, um, I'm not there yet, though. I've got thousands and thousands and thousands still. So, um, anyway, I'm going to choose uh, Monkey Prince, number one, cover B, the Stanley Art Germ Lau cover. 
Are we really picking four Marvel books? That's DC. Oh, that's right. Okay, cool. Because I'm going Star Wars Galactic Star Ranger <laughs> Halcyon Legacy number one, just because it's a number one book from Marvel or from uh, Star Wars, and you just have to. Halcyon. You're picking two Marvel books. I'm doing. Well, I'm doing big two, too, so. There you go. Um, so that says something as well. So. <laughs> We're bought and paid for. I apologize. We are chills for the man. That's right. <laughs> Cut your Penguin Random House checks to comics for <laughs> Oh, Speaking of cutting your checks to, check us out on Patreon. Patreon.com. Comics for Fun and Profit. We thank you guys for lasting till the very end of the podcast. Thanks for following Drew and myself through our sneak peek at next week. Uh, we appreciate you for Drew and for myself. See ya.